0: So the writer's strike has been going on now for about 106 days, uh, joined shortly after by the Screen Actors Guild. And whether you've been paying attention to it or not, I think it's a uh, the start of something bigger. Bigger conversations to be had, bigger um, concepts to be talked about, about the impact of ChatGPT, artificial intelligence, things like that. So today I have Julian is coming back on to talk about how the writer's strike and the actor's strike is affecting him as an actor. Uh, The projects that he's working on, whether in production or um, the things that he's personally working on Um, and just really the the implications for what um, AI is. Um, potentially doing for their industry and how that can spread over into subsequent industries like the music industry and then the industrial industry so uh, we are speaking from personal experiences here I'm not an actor or part of any guild uh, but I'm very curious about uh, these conversations and how um, they will continue on like I said in different industries as this idea gets uh, more broad so I'm really excited to talk with Julian. Always love getting him in front of me and uh, the information that he has to share about his personal experiences and the industry that he works in is very beautiful and beneficial. So I hope you get some out of the conversation. We'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, today I'm talking with uh, Julian Gavilanas. Uh So if you recognize that name, you might have seen him in something on TV, on movie. Uh, you might have heard him on episode 88, uh, White Knuckling Joy, which is still one of my favorite uh, analogies to use right now. Uh, but the reason, uh, one of the reasons I'm having Julian back on, just besides he's an amazing human being, I love talking to him, is Julian is a writer and an actor, and he's part of this writer strike and the actor strike that's going on right now. And um, just with the, the imposition of AI that's starting to come up and uh, the different chat GBTs and, and things like that that are happening, um, it looks like the, um, the acting world and the writing world is one of the biggest uh, proponents for making sure that these rights are taken care of right away and understood. Um, I do feel like this is going to be a, a, a big tipping point for the music industry next to get their streaming rights figured out for um you know the artificial intelligence conversation to really get some kind of ground to make sure that we're starting to compensate people for what this technology is going to ine- inevitably either support or take from us and um as Julian and I were talking we were opening up the conversation just kind of you know catching up a little bit and as he was talking about the ways that you know AI is being utilized in industries and what the the cautionary tales are right now um, one of the things that kind of popped up into my head is that, like, things like ChatGBT right now, yeah, it's like, it seems really interesting and really cool, but basically, ChatGBT is a web or a, a word generator, right? It just predicts what the next word is going to be and it just kind of goes on with that, right? You give it information, it's going to pump out these words. And so, for me, like, that as cool as that is, that to me is an artificial intelligence that's just basically a word generator is trying to figure it out. So, utilizing something like ChatGBT as a tool. To me, there's a there's a correlation between that and something like autotune, right? So, like, take take an artist like Britney Spears. She had a great team of uh, writers behind her to write the music and producers to produce the music. She had a decent voice. Like, she could hit some notes, but she didn't have the best voice. But you have things like autotune that come in and say, hey, guess what? That C-flat needed to be a C right on, so we're just going to bump that little bad boy up to a C, right? And so, like, it supports the artist right now you have artists like t-pain that made it his whole thing and just used you know auto tune for his entire thing right and so but with that example to me that shows chat gbt as being a tool that we can utilize to maybe say okay i've written a script i've written this song i've written something and i want to just maybe fine tune it a little bit so i'm going to pump it into chat gbt or something like that and see if there's any kind of help that I can receive from this. And to me that's the same as using something like autotune, right? You're you're getting assistance from something outside of something that a human already created. Right. And so I think, you know, the, the conversations that I've been hearing about and the information that Julian has sent me about the, the writer strike has been amazing. And I'm so just happy that this is happening, even though I know it's really hard and detrimental to the industry and to, um, the actors and the writers that support that industry. So, um, before I get too much into just my opinions and just the stuff that I've read, Julian, thank you so much for being here. You're just an amazing human. And, uh, thank you for taking time out of the projects that you're working on and the strike that you're helping support, you. You know to talk to me and, and to our listeners and to kind of give us an update on what's going on
1: yeah absolutely man thanks for having me I, I i appreciate it and and it is you know what you're talking about uh kind of enhancing art through these platforms right. this chat specifically you know in in a uh, relation to like autotune or something it is and you know i actually took the movie that i'm producing right now and i i was making like a pitch deck which is essentially like a lookbook for people who are going to consider possibly investing in your movie production houses, whoever. And so you make them like a, essentially it's a children's book of what your project is about so that it's very layman's terms that they see exactly what it is uh, and they can make their decisions according to that. And there's, you know, you always hear about like an elevator pitch. What's your elevator pitch? And, you know if you can't say it in like two sentences they're just like um you lost me and so i've been working on that for a long time you know like what is that what is like my tagline my log line for this film and sure enough as soon as i learned about gpt i like plugged it in and i was like oh shit this is great this is a great log (laughs) line like (laughs) this sounds super professional like i'm putting this on our imdb page and we're rocking with that um does it, it I think it I think like I think at first it feels a little a little like it's cheating. It feels a little bit like, oh man, like especially like in art hmm. it's like, um, like you didn't actually like write that come up with that but like what I'm starting to realize is that you still have to have the initial idea for what it is that you want to be word generated to be corrected, to be uh emphasized or to be uh turned metaphorical or or whatever you want out of that you still need to come up with the idea yourself so you can't just try like I'm taking a poop and hope that it generates something (laughs) about you know Mark Twain's book (laughs) you know you still have to like come up with the actual creative thought for it to then enhance that thing similar to Britney Spears like Britney Spears doesn't exist if Britney Spears doesn't exist You know, like she had to be there. She had to put the time and effort in. She, uh, Sure, like people can argue like, oh, her voice was auto-tuned. It's so fake. It's so great. It enhanced her performances so that millions of people could go and see her shows around the world and stadiums and like have the connection to her to actually like, you know, like be moved and to move her and to, you know, I I don't know if Britney Spears is necessarily the greatest example to speak about now and like where she's at. I don't know. God bless her. She's a great human being. She went through a lot, but like, it's all to say that like, it, it, it was all for the connecting purpose of like connecting humans and like bringing people together. And like, despite the quote unquote cheat that like got it there, Hmm. it it was successful in its, in its impact and in what it was like attempting to do. Yeah. And as long as the case utilize those, like those resources, to your best advantage if you can you're still a person that like gets to make the executive decision as to like how you lean into it or how you direct it and how you use it right and so i i i'm like a proponent for like how like it in, in acting too it's like you know a lot of people you go to an interview or you're doing like a let's say a, a press junket or something and the question you keep getting asked or let's say a question that uh um uh let's use uh, Heath Ledger before he passed away okay. uh, as an example. What was your process for getting into that character, the Joker? How did you get there? What did you do? It's like, look, it doesn't fucking matter how I got there. It's just the fact that I did hmm. and the fact that you get to be moved because of it is all that matters. I don't need to like I don't need to show you how the sausage is made. I don't need <laughs> like as long as the sausage is made and it's like providing you the nutrients that you need to like get through your day and to like be fulfilled, don't worry about how it's made. Like, and if that, if there's like cheating ways and and, like, I'm sure there's arguments, you know, and this, this could be a controversial topic, but like at the same time, it's just like do what you need to do to get there. Like if you have integrity as a person and as an artist and as just like a human being who wants to just like invent something and come up with something new or even come up or recycle old information and old ideas. Like, but you want to put your spin on it, then go for it. Like, don't let it stop you from being a creative person. Don't let it like I think people are so uh like agitated nowadays just at like the the state of the world and where we're at and like, oh my God, back in my day when we didn't have cell phones <laughs> and smartphones, we could, you know, actually go outside and play and, in the trees and climb and go knock on somebody's door. It's just like well, we're not there anymore. So right. like figure out what you can do to make yourself feel satisfied and like take advantage of some of these things because there's some resources out there that can actually help you like streamline your art or your idea and and like move it in a direction that like might surprise you and be like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that I could be a screenwriter or a novelist or a, a fucking a plumber like you can go on fucking YouTube nowadays and literally learn how to build a house yes like and like people do it yeah most <laughs> so definitely. like you know and like of course there are scary things about the the ai coming in and like stealing our jobs and stuff but like at this juncture just like continue to try to have integrity continue to work on what you want to work on and figure out ways for these resources to help you right. i think that's just like the, the best most positive headspace and place that you can kind of like be leaning towards at this at this point in in our in our world's moment. Yeah, so
0: well with uh with with where you're at and the you know the vastness that you participate in the industry that you're in from writing to acting to producing you have the movie that you're working on right now, so you know it it sounds like you know there's you're kind of cautiously optimistic about uh, the involvement of AI and how that can be utilized as a tool, but you know at right now as as you stand with you know everything that you're working on and you have worked on what are the concerns that um, uh, or what is the the benefit that you think the writer strike and the actor strike um, is going to help with your industry. So what are you guys basically trying to fight to make sure that there's fairness with?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, this whole AI thing is like a secondary issue for writers and actors. Um, It's not like the top priority, although it's definitely bleeding into the concerns. I think the top priority are getting uh, pay structures regulated with the new within in the new age of streaming services so for people that don't understand uh you know 10 12 15 years ago netflix came out and became like the first kind of like streaming platform to host television shows make television shows now we're in a world of peacocks and hulus and hbo max and freebie and Tubi, and uh, the list goes on mm-hmm. right and we're, we're we're seeing uh basic cable networks kind of ceasing to exist i mean the same like top you know 10 channels on your basic cable still exist and you can have direct tv and whatever and you can utilize all those channels but realistically the majority of of uh people who are reviewing media televised media film media um are doing it through these different platforms Mm -hmm. what happened is that in 1960 there were there was a strike between the actors and the writers which is 63 years ago and the strike was so that they could get pensions and they could get health care and they could get residual income for their likeness on shows that continued to repeat and play 63 years later. The streaming services have completely undercut the whole entire uh, structure of how actors get paid because it's not regulated anymore. What's happening is Disney Plus, Netflix, Peacock, all these, all these, all these platforms where new shows are going towards and are, are aren't even seeing basic cable. They're just going straight. They're being made for Max. They're being made for these things. Um, they're going in. They're getting viewed by tens of millions of people sometimes hundreds of millions of people over time and there's no metric that is being delivered to the actors the writers the people that are creating these shows for them to register like okay well how much am i like how how much am i entitled to back on the back end of the show right actors writers directors producers people have have typically relied on the back end of their project with it's the incentive to be successful right if our if our show if our movie is successful on the back end of this thing we'll get paid mm-hmm. and we'll be able to like monetize it and we'll be able to move forward and make more projects but now because these streaming these streaming services are keeping that all under wraps there's no regulation there, there there's no regulating like how, what the metrics are we, we can't see and so there is no pay structure anymore to the back end deals of these things. And writers are and actors alike are fighting to be be compensated fairly for this stuff. There's a there's I think a, a lot of misconception around like actors and writers of Hollywood being just rich and like having it like we're good, like we're fine, you guys are Hollywood people, and so many people forget to Consider like the blue-collar workers that make up these industries, which are the vast majority. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not it's not a fun fact, but it is a a fact: is that 87% of all 160,000 SAG union members, 87% of those members, don't qualify right now for their health insurance. And the, and the qualifying amount in order to make to to get your health insurance is $26,000. So wow. 87% of the entire union doesn't make enough to get there. They don't make $26,000. So like the average, it can be broken down by like the 1% people think of like the, you know, these George Clooney's and these Brad Pitt's and these right. high, the Dwayne, the rock Johnson, you know, they're like, these guys make so much money. Like, what are they talking about? You're forgetting that like 98.9% of all actors are like, have secondary jobs mm. and are working like other gigs because they can't make enough money to even like, let alone qualify for their insurance, even to, like pay their rent to do these other things. And so it's just this interesting fact where like multiple years ago, when everything was on cable, like you know, in the heyday of like, sitcom television the friends world and stuff people were hearing oh well like you know ross and 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 jennifer aniston and these characters are all getting like a million per episode and yes that's totally true but that's not talking about like the day player roles that are going on and and doing like little guest stars for one episode and even then though they were able to make money on the back end of that show's popularity because the show continued to rerun. Then the show went syndicated and it was playing on all these different networks. I did a show, excuse me, called blue bloods. Mm -hmm. It was one of the first shows that shows that I ever did when I moved out to New York. And uh, it is a syndicated show and syndicated just means it's, it's done. um, I think currently like the amount of episodes is 88. If you, if you reach 88 episodes in your season's arc uh, in your series arc, then it can be considered syndicated, which means it can go and travel to different networks, play on different platforms. And it's not only married to the one platform that it, it was dedicated to when it was bought, which means now your show gets paid by all, all these different networks as well. And so, you know, I saw the back end of going on and doing like an episode of television, which I was like, wow, this is great. Like I'm getting paid as my likeness continues to appear. I'm getting paid. And, and it, at first it felt like, like i w- i was like oh my god i don't feel like i deserve this money like this feels crazy i feel like this is just free money <laughs> you actually stretch your annual income out as an actor and you're like well that was my only job that year so like and the actual like annual amount that i made from that show still isn't near close to enough mm-hmm. and it and it doesn't necessarily need to be i don't need to, i don't need to like go on and do one episode of television and have my you know year be good you know, we want to be working, but we just want to be fairly compensated for the work. And now that we can't get those residuals to be um coming back into into our pockets because of because there's no way to regulate them, we are concerned before our well-being because slowly and slowly that that 87%, that 86% is is rising. Yeah. And people are are less capable of uh qualifying for just these basic needs that their union is meant to be providing them with um and so i think those that's like the real reason that the residual income Mm -hmm. is the real reason why we are um you know trying to make our voices heard at to these like giant disney execs and these giant netflix huge uh you know corporations who are are essentially just giving less than a percent of their revenue back right. out to us. It's not like we're breaking the bank for these guys. We're just asking for what, we're, what we deserve. It's right. not like we're trying to get rich off of this. We're just trying to get paid what we're owed, um, especially when we are the people that are creating these opportunities for them to get paid. We're putting the money in their pockets. Right. And so hopefully with this strike, and with us be like, people aren't going to see the, the slowdown of this work of, of television and films until about 2025. It's, but then that's going to happen. They're going to be like, where's everything happening? Like we're not on strike anymore. What's going on. But they won't have realized that like, this all takes time. There has been stuff that has been coming out. Obviously, you know, when I do like a movie, uh, you know, I, it, it comes out a year and a half later and people are like, bro, you're killing it. And I'm yeah. like, I, I don't even, it, that happened so long. I don't even remember like doing it anymore. Right.
0: Totally.
1: But <laughs> yeah. that was like that time that they see it. And so there's going to be this, this big gap that's going to happen. Like come sometime in 2025 where work is just, the writers are currently on strike today for 106 days. That's crazy. That's the longest it's ever gone. And you know, the actors are behind them by like a couple months, but, um, but it's a big deal. And And we're like, we are like, there's negotiations kind of slowly happening right now, but it doesn't sound like they're, they're in favor of what we're asking for. And so we just keep going and it's scary, but it's also inspiring. And it's also just like, we're not going to back down until we get this and they can continue to like threaten us with like AI technology, this, that and the other, but eventually like they have spoken, they, they said, uh, and then when I say they, I, I speak of the AMPTP, which is like the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Mm-hmm. Um, they are these like corporate executives who essentially own the streaming world. Um, they're going to run out of of projects. They're already losing tons of dollars in revenue. They're 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 they're, they're it's it's going backwards for them, and it's going to get to a point where they're going to be like. Okay, we can try like this AI technology, we can try, you know, reaching out to influencers or people that aren't part of these unions to try and help us waste this, this industry up, but it's eventually it's going to fail for them. Um, And, and we're not going anywhere until they recognize what they need to for us. Um, So yeah, it's,
0: it's got to make those fans right, stands, right? You, know, you gotta you gotta make those fans put your fucking your heels in the dirt because it's not like these companies are not making money like you said right they're giving maybe one percent of their profits to the actors and the people that are actually writers actors people on the set doing the fucking work these people are there just collecting the money right billions like yeah. billions
1: of dollars not totally. just like making pocket change they're making billions of dollars so right. it's like
0: yeah, and that's you know that's where the the issue that I have with uh, with uh, corporations, right? Corporations they're they're designed to make money. They have to make money. That's the purpose of a corporation. Especially if you're publicly traded, then you have a board of uh, you know shareholders of some sort, you know people that invested in the company that have say as to like, okay, um, let's take the you know writers' strike writer for example, right? So these uh, the writers want more residuals, right? And so the corporation looks at their books and says, well, that's going to take money away from our bottom line that our investors have already okayed on what that bottom line is. So we're going to just say no. Right, and it's a, that's such a bullshit cop out, right? Because there's so much money that's being made in these companies that's arbitrarily being thrown around. You know, they probably spend like you know millions of dollars on like copy machine rentals, right? But they won't fucking give money to the people that are actually making the products for them, right? So there's this like this imbalance, it's like the 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 finite game that people are playing, right? So if I win, if so, let's say MGM wins, then the writers lose, right? But there's a way that MGM can still win and still make money and make their profits and whatever they need to maybe uh maybe lower what their expectation rate on profits is right but they're still making fuck tons of money right so it's just we have this imbalance of what we think we need to keep growing and profitizing and like all this shit because capitalism says we got to keep moving, right? We got to get better than yesterday. We got to make more money. How do we do that? Well, right now it's by taking money from the people that we don't think deserve it and putting it back into the pockets of the people that just sit around and do fuck all, right?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not even, it's, it's so sneaky because they're not necessarily like taking money out of pockets. They're just like, they're creating their own structure so that we don't see what we're entitled to, Mm. And you know, for writers, even they're they're like reducing the size of writers' rooms. So typically, you'll have like seven or eight writers in a room for a, you know, big show that's that we all watch and love. Mm-hmm. And we watch it and love it because they have excellent writers in the room that are working on these shows. But but they think that if they reduce the writers' rooms, they make them smaller. They'll have to become more efficient because they'll be like – essentially all they're doing is they're packing impossible work onto like less amount of writers. They're taking – they're like undercutting the uh, like associate writers that would be coming up at this time to like essentially like – increase their like take the steps like the steps up the ladder through this industry that they're trying to rise in and they're getting completely undercut they're losing their job they're just keeping these like top tier writers in the room but then making those top like those those like uh like higher level writers have to take on the jobs of the associate writers and then it's just getting all convoluted and it's becoming a mess because they don't have enough they're already spending you know a, a 12 hour day on in a writer's room or on a, on a set as an actor is like a good a, like a good easy day mm. everything about 12 hours is what you're essentially supposed to expect when you go on and work on a set so to reduce the amount of labor in those rooms and to expect the same execution for the job is is insane. It's yeah. just not gonna happen because they're already pushing these people to, to work at levels that is insane. Like try to try to take an an, uh, an unskilled writer and put them in a writing room, see what they do. Like it's it's insane yeah. the, the amount of work that these people are required to do and not the deadlines that they're required to make them in. Yeah. it's really, really challenging work. And so you know, to to threaten those writers with their lives, their livelihood and and their job and to not give them stability is is such a disservice to the entire industry as a whole, because it's it's not it's not helping foster better art or better work. It's just pushing them to, like, have to work quicker with less people and for less pay. And it's not servicing anybody. You know, and if they expect that they're going to continue to have the same result, it's just that's that's where we're at now. We're, we're not. We're right. going to stop. We're going to pull ourselves out and we're going to strike until we actually like get back what we are deserving of getting so that we can bring people the joy that they get out of being able to sit down on their couch at the end of a long day and relax and watch something that they love watching. Right.
0: Because I mean, at the the end of the day with, with writers, I mean, it might be a, a misconceived uh, understanding of, you know, with people outside of the industry or people I don't know, but you know, it's not just writing a script, right? There's still interaction with the, the actors they are sitting at the set to see how the line lands, to making readjustments, you know, all this, like, this real-time shit that's happening. And one of the concerns, you, you sent me a few uh, podcasts to listen to, to to prep for this. And one of the the, the points that this uh, gentleman made, which was I thought was great, was, you know, one of the scares is that, okay, so we'll just pump an idea into ChadGBT you know, for a script that script pops out. And then it's up to now that small group of writers you just talked about that used to have like maybe seven to 10 people. Now there's two people that have to now go through that bullshit script that was just pumped out and r- revise it to make sure it makes sense. And then also then go to the sets and do all the other stuff. And that has to go in, but you're doing it in a product that you probably don't even really believe in because you weren't part of the process. You just inputted it in. You've had to now, you know, gut and rework this entire thing, but you're getting paid pennies in the dollar for dinner doing it and they're still doing right. all the work that follows that, but you're still getting shit pay. Right. So it's like right. what what motivates a human being to take something that a computer's created, make it more humanistic, and then go beta test all that shit and get paid nothing for it, right? You know, it just it doesn't right. make sense that process of it.
1: Right. I think they think like that half of the staff writers in the room are like the middlemen or something and they're not you have to be united in a writer's room you have to be able in order to create something that's good you have to all be so connected and so dialed in with each other and to be on the same page and to be throwing out ideas and to be you know yes anding and working together being aligned in order to make something like breaking bad or uh succession or marvelous miss mazel you know these shows that are like that are celebrated like you can't they don't they don't come because executives are like forcing their hand on writers and being like this is what you guys need to do absolutely not (laughs) if like they just stayed out completely they would be much more efficient at getting these things done and probably doing a better job of even having them done it's incredible that they are able to adhere to the schedules that they are deadlined with constantly um you know especially in television you know there's like television is moving quick and not only is it like being written and then being shot and then being edited and then being televised like it like there there are so many components and so many moving parts and just to the people like actors excluded like the writers like you said are doing so me- they're they're typically like the showrunners of these shows as well. So they're not just like writing the episode, but they're essentially directing the episode as well. They're production managing the whole entire show. They're overseeing every single facet of what's going on with this show. And when you are an actor on a show, you're noticing that every day that you show up to set, the script is is revised. The script is changed because they're hearing it out loud. They're seeing what's happening. They're adjusting to changes as they're coming up, and so it's an ongoing process. It's not like they just have this golden script and then like that golden script is is gets sent out and then like, voila, some like beautiful. <laughs> blade. It's like it is such a process. It's such like a a, a complicated system to like to make anything to like to actually make to to write a script and to make a movie and or a television show and for it to be successful and for people to really like resonate with it is a is a miracle like there. It's a it's a literal miracle at work for all of those things to happen. There are so many shows and and TV and movies that have been made but have never seen the light of day because they just can't they can't get there. They can't figure it out. They can't make it all the way through. It's, it's like, it's magic. It's truly like magic at work when these people are all aligned and making this stuff work out way more often than not. It's unsuccessful. It doesn't work. It doesn't get complete. But when it does, it's like, we see it and we just kind of regard it as like, ah, that was, or even criticize it. Like, I didn't like it that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? You didn't like it that much. You don't much fucking work of this shit. I don't care if you don't like it as much. Like respect it. Yeah. But you know that we're not asking for that. You know, it's it. We're trying to make good work. We're trying to make things that are compelling to people. And I just think that if you're not in the business and if you're not doing the work, you just really don't. Why would you? Why would you have an understanding of what it is? Because what you see is what is kind of what you get. And so you're like, oh, cool. Like. I could act I could do that like scene like you know that looks they just look like they're having fun All right yeah, totally. and to a certain extent like yeah, it is we got into it because we love it. it is fun to a certain degree, but like there's just so much more nonsense work that's going into these projects than what people understand unless they're actually a part of it. and hopefully through these strikes, people are kind of starting to see that that there is much more work involved in these projects than like what they're getting credit for
0: Yep. um and that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to have on is is uh, you know I get I you know have so many cool conversations with people and I've you know talked a lot about the people have asked me a lot about the writer strike you know I'm kind of ignorant about it but you know I'm like dude I have a, a dear friend of mine that is that is a writer and an actor right so let's talk to him let's get that that understanding so we can have a little more of that empathy for all the industries that are out there you know you can have these preconceived notions about like the tech industries or the Hollywood industries or whatever it is but but yeah, there are people out there that are probably making millions and billions of dollars. But there are also people out there that are barely making their way by that are still a part of all of these industries and that are very integral into the the creation and the upkeep of these industries. Right. And so like making these rights, finding these rights, like I, I, I can't remember who said it. It was somebody in the 70s, but basically paraphrasing was like human rights are very rarely ever given. They're mainly fought for. Right. And mm-hmm. this is exactly what you guys are doing this is a right that you need to make sure that y'all have. And I think, like I said earlier, I think this is the impetus for a lot of what's gonna happen next continuing on in the in, in the entertainment industry, but also moving into the industrial industries, right? Artificial intelligence is, is barely knocking at our door with what the abilities that can happen for us, right? And we need to right. make sure these parameters are set in place. And with a big, gigantic industry like Hollywood saying, hey, we're cool to be the first ones. We'll wave that flag and figure this shit out. I think that's going to be a big steamroll for the rest of these industries, if not setting precedents, at least showing that like, we're not going to take this shit and we're going to demand that we're taken care of or compensated, that we can still live our lives and still be a part of this industry. Right. I think that's very yeah. important that we, that we protect the humans to make sure that the humans can still be a part of this world and not just turn it all over to, you know, some artificial, uh, not even artificial intelligence, but artificial creation. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah it's uh it's it's an interesting time to be doing to be like to be a creative person to just to just be in the world you know it's it's so it's so that this rise of technology is so fast moving and we're, we're hard to keep up with it honestly it's hard to keep up even with the the strike that i'm a part of right now you know like i stand in solidarity with the writer's strike i'm not a part of the WGA but I am a part of the Screen Actors Guild and so they're not I mean they are connected because they're they're part of the same industry but they're two separate unions and they're and and both are fighting for similar but not completely the same right. uh issues and and yeah I I'm I just I wonder like what will happen with with different industries outside of my own but but I I'm so uh motivated and inspired by the people that i'm seeing out there every single time i go out to pick it and to like stand on those lines it's such a cool reminder that we are together in this thing and we're not going to back down and that we are brilliant people that are creating really special moving art for for other humans to take advantage of and I, I just feel like from being able to feel that energy out there in those lines, day in and day out, these these motherfuckers are out there every single day, dude. Yeah. They're out there just screaming and shouting right outside Netflix office, right outside you know, Warner Brothers, right outside whatever. Like They're out there mm-hmm. all day, every day. And it's like, dude, good on you, man. That's so inspiring to see and i just have a lot of faith in what we're doing and trying to accomplish because again man you know i think i don't think any of this is for the the people that that the rest of the world registers as actors or writers you know this isn't for those it's for the working class people hmm. it's not for the, the 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 high level high status celebrities those celebrities are coming out and and supporting this but they recognize what they're doing they recognize it's not for them right they recognize it's for people like myself and the other people that are that like make up this union these unions hmm. uh and so I, I just feel really uh encouraged by everything and it, it it honestly i mean truth be told just kind of feels like an extension of the pandemic the pandemic already put us in this kind of standstill that we were in. We just weren't asking for what we were entitled to. Now we've had time to really like marinate in in these thoughts because we, you know, were stuck in them for a long time, and we had enough time to really kind of like come up with a, a plan to change our circumstances. And It's appropriate that it came, you know, pretty soon here after this pandemic. But as a working person, it's been a little bit scary to just be, uh, you know, not working for three years for the most part. You know, it's just like a dead industry. And uh, I think there is going to be a really, a really cool, um, like, rise of wonderful art that comes from all of this stuff. I think it's already been happening since the pandemic. We've seen some of that already that's been coming out that we've seen in the films in the television world. But I think this just like fosters m- more artists to get up on their feet and start making more shit. Um, I- I'm included in that. I'm literally doing it as we speak. And um, I don't think it's because we're in a strike, but it's certainly like a result of having been stuck in my own space without having like any acting jobs to jump into during the pandemic you know right make stuff happen get to work like get this shit out there don't worry about the fucking ai people don't worry about these giant producers keep standing on the picket lines keep like raising your voices keep asking for what you deserve hmm. and eventually like, we'll get there but make art in the meantime continue to make art continue to just like get your own creative voice out into the world and 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 we're going to get there. We're going to get to where where we're, where where we're aiming for. It's all just a matter of time and we'll see how long this lasts. You know, it could go for a fucking year. I don't know. Like, I don't think that's what anybody wants, but
0: we're not going to just sell. Definitely. So, well, you made a really good point about the, the, the open creativity that happened during COVID and, you know, like, um, you know, just, just people being creative, right? Whether it was musicians that did like Zoom stuff or, you know, actors that did stuff on YouTube. One of the best things that I've seen recently that I love so much, and it's not really original if you think about it, but it's, and I, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, during the pandemic, uh, just a bunch of, of well known actors, you know, TV and film stars individually recorded scenes from The Princess Bride and oh, yeah. all put them together into, like, this hodgepodge, backyard, self-charactered, you know, self-makeup d- depiction of the Princess Bride. Yeah. And it was yeah. fucking amazing. It was awesome. so yeah. weird and, like, you know, it's disjointed. Sometimes, like, you know, you'd have William H. Macy playing the uh, the priest, and then in another scene, you'd have, like, somebody like George Clooney playing the priest, you know? So yeah. it was, like, mm-hmm. no consistency in actors, but it was such a beautiful, fun project I would imagine to make, but to watch, it was amazing. And so like, I really, you, you made, you actually made a comment uh, before we hit record about, you know, like if this is the, the, if this is the industry and this is what we're doing, let it happen and see what happens, right? If AI thinks it can write a good fucking script, chat GBT, unedited by a human being, fucking put it out there. If you want to take the yeah. likeness of of Adam Real and pay me, you know, 500 grand for my likeness to star in that movie, but I'm not doing anything and then you can use, whatever. Fucking do you, right? Let it become like a sub-genre, right? See how good good bad and different it is you know it's not too far off from a lot of the different the music that's out there right now right there's subgenres of created music that actually there's playlists on spotify it's really interesting i just found this there's playlists on spotify that are called these are all the exact same songs and if you go through they're all different named songs by different artists that are all the exact fucking same and the idea that somebody's Uh, hypothesizing about this is basically they're using artificial intelligence, Spotify is using artificial intelligence to create all these ambient music songs and backing tracks and shit like that. So they don't have to pay residuals to their artists, which are pennies and pennies and pennies on the millions of views and streams anyways. Right. And so like there's, and if you listen to them, yeah, they're fucking songs. There's a keyboard, there's a beat, there's a, maybe a guitar, there's no vocals. Yeah. It's, it's a song, but is that something that I would just like drive in my car and listen to? You know, is that something maybe I'd use at a sound bath or something? Maybe, you know. Yeah. So there's all of these industries that are already starting to kind of put this type of technology out there. And like it's not being overtly well received. It is just kind of like it is what it is. So to like the point you made, yeah, throw it out there, right? Let it be one of those subgenres, like, you know, like anime or, you know, whatever it is. And yeah, people want to go there and just get their little quick AI fix. Cool, whatever. But there's also creating the stasis and the stability for actors and writers and producers like yourselves and your cohorts to to be creative and to do the thing that's in their heart and that's in their soul and the vision that they have in their fucking head that nobody else can create because you're the one that was gifted with that fucking idea.
1: Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in seeing like, okay, what does it look like to have like a fully produced artificial intelligence film or television show? Like, let's see it. I'm interested. I want to see it. And then I have a feeling like despite how good or bad it is, there's always going to be a human interest for human interests. (laughs) You know, like humans are going to want to continue to, to like feel what they're what like another human is doing so like even if you just know it like inherently that okay i'm watching something that is with uh a robot if i know that this is produced through ai you're gonna have that in the back of your mind while you're watching it you know sometimes you you have to suspend your disbelief when you're watching comic book movies marvel movies whatever you're just like oh wow like that's really cool But I can't like really full like you're not like as blown away by that explosion that you just saw as you would be if you're watching Oppenheimer and you're seeing that explosion because you're like, oh shit, that explosion's fucking actually real. Whereas this so like great animation aside, but like actual AI moment where you're like, okay, I know what I'm watching is is recreated from this AI technology. I just think that like the the know the the knowledge of, of of watching something like that is already going to, kind of like bring the tone down from like what people expect out of movies that they watch out of you know we don't watch movies because we like we want to, uh, just like nest- I mean we we do watch movies like the Marvel ones, these giant movies that fucking get us all excited and Dwayne, the rock Johnson movies that were like, fuck yeah. Great, great, great. But essentially like, I think more than anything, we, we were, we're trying to find something that we can connect to, that we can relate to, that we can feel like empowered by Mm. and, and encouraged by like, that's why we go to see theater. That's why we go to see movies. That's why we like, get excited or we cry or we laugh, you know, because we're like actually having those human moments. And I I want to see how AI is capable of of doing that for us. And if they are like, then maybe I'll be scared because <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, man. Like this can just be an ongoing thing and there's no way to tell the difference. There's really no way to tell the difference. I, I don't think that it's going to prevent real artists from continuing to make real art though it's and i think like man you know i have we both have so many friends in the music industry and i like my heart goes out to them because this has been an ongoing thing for them for even longer they're not unionized people they're just like you know individual artists who are trying to fend for themselves and even you know friends that are successful aren't because they're like they're not able to make money from like what you would assume is like oh you must be rich. Yeah. They're not. You know, like they're struggling and it's insane and you know i i i feel uh i feel really uh grateful that i am a part of a union that like i'm not doing this on my own. Like i'm i'm standing with a lot of other people who are also fighting for the same thing. And yeah, i hope you know, the musicians kind of follow suit. And I think it's just a matter of time before kind of everybody in all of these industries start kind of like putting their foot down and being like, no, we need to like conserve jobs. Otherwise, otherwise the human, the human existence is going to be obsolete. And like our need to do work and to like thrive in this, in this world that we've created is gonna We're not going to have any use for ourselves at all. And we can't, we can't let ourselves get to that place. Yeah. Um, it, it is a nightmare. It is a bad movie. It is a, a scary movie, you know, that we've all seen before. Um, but, but I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I do say, kind of like, let's see, let's see what you got. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fascinated to see. And I think the pendulum will swing. I think people are gonna eventually just say, I prefer the latter. Yeah. You know, if you're doing blind taste tests, you're gonna be like, okay, cool, like, because it's gonna be a feeling. You can't generate a feeling, you know, by through generated things, yeah. you have to like cultivate that through like real human connection, and I just believe that like AI won't be able to do that same thing.
0: I agree, um, but that, we'll see. Yeah, at least right now, you know. And and, and my, my example that just came to mind. I um, I recently heard a um, uh, an artificial intelligence generated song with uh, Notorious Big and Tupac. Uh, mm-hmm. rapping together over a 50 Cent beat. And I can't remember the 50 Cent beat. And <clears throat> initially, I'm like, cool, love that. Love Biggie, love Tupac. You know, I, I would love the idea that if they were still alive, they'd make music together, put their shit behind them. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's listen to that. And I listened to it, and whether I had it the, the thought in my head already that it was artificial intelligence, I was still excited about it. It was a fucking shit song. It was terrible. Like, I didn't like it at all. I could tell that it wasn't, you know, in the style of... Yeah of them, you know, in their, 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 their maturation of their styles. Right. It just didn't make sense to me. Right. And it didn't like fill me up and be like, Oh, that was a fucking jam. Right. Like I'd rather listen to fucking Usher and little John's. Yeah. Right. than this song that I just listened to nothing against usher, little John. Right. But you know, to your point that you made, like, I can tell like, and, and, and whether the, the normal human being that maybe not be like a big hip hop fan or a big Tupac or Biggie fan, maybe they'll just be appeased and they'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's a good song. I like that. But to the, to the person that loves those musicians and love those artists, it didn't land, right. Yep. It didn't land at all. And, but the, the idea of that creation happening was really cool, right? The the idea that that can be put out there is really cool as an option, right? Now, you've made a couple points earlier about how the human needs to continue on and in, in this world. And we need to find ways that the human still going to be uh, viable, right? Cause we're fucking part of this planet. And you mm-hmm. know, since I mean, this has been, this idea has been talked about since the seventies, if not earlier, but there's the idea of universal, universal basic income. And it's the, it's the idea that, you know, as artificial intelligence, because they've been talking about this since the 70s, right? So we've been understanding that computers are coming in and taking, making jobs easier and then eventually taking jobs, and we can look at the labor force and all that. But does that mean that because now we can be more efficient in the way that labor is, is doled out, that all these millions and millions of people that were working now don't have jobs, they don't have uh, a job they can pivot to? Right, And so instead of uh, making all these hundreds and hundreds of millions of people find new jobs, while all these big corporations are still making fuck tons of money, more money now because they're not paying their laborers percentages of those profits that they're making from their labor savings is now being reinvested back into the economy in the, ver- in the form of like a, a monthly paycheck that goes out to every single human being in whatever country. Now you can have all your you know listeners out there if you have any like raised eyebrows, socialism, communism, blah, 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 read books by Guy Standing. He's blasted through all your arguments that it's, it's a very beautiful program that's been tested for about 50 years from from little impoverished areas in india uh, indonesia to counties in california right and they've had very similar success with all of these these studies but the idea is basically that like as this stuff is happening and as these these things are being these jobs are being taken by by computers and ai whatever it is that frees up the human to be more of a human to be more creative, to be more part of this world. Right. If you like, look at this, there, there was a commercial that came out in like the mid eighties for IBM and it was like the first like commercials about fax machines and emails and like all this shit. And the tagline was IBM creating technology so you can be home with your family. Now, we haven't adapted to that at all. We created all this technology to dive us deeper into work into deeper into this world and deeper into I got to answer my fucking cell phone, text messages and emails and all this shit. Midnight, I'm sitting there half drunk on my couch watching TV, answering fucking emails for work. That's not really responsible, right? And so we've taken all this, in this, this, this technology and just integrated it into making us work harder, right? And so now, looking at all the technology created, let's utilize it so that the human doesn't have to work as much but we're still compensated and now utilizing that free time that we have to create to do the weird shit that nobody thought I could ever do to put time towards this fucking this song that I've been thinking about for the past 20 years. that I just don't have the time to fucking do anything with to spend time with my fucking children, right. And not feel guilty about going to their baseball game and not, you know, having to go into overtime because you know, I got to pay for whatever the fuck I got to pay for. Right. So we like, we have this ability to, to, you know, not rest on the laurels we've created, but to utilize the technology that's out there so that we can be more humans. But it just it starts to fuck with people's profit and then people's mindsets of you know the socialism idea and all this shit. So, like, you know, it, and I don't want to trigger anybody by that, but I think the the conversations need to continue on and having an industry as big as the writers and the screen actors guild be one of those like impetus for this whole conversation to start, I think is great, you know, because this is like you said, an industry that's looked at as a you've made an industry. Oh, you're an actor. You've made it. Oh, you're an actor. You must be George Clooney. Oh, you're a producer. You must be fucking, you know, whoever it is, right? No, everybody is somebody in these industries. That doesn't mean they're making all of the money. So how do we support all of the humans so that these industries can continue on? Or if we're not going to, how do we support the humans so that they can still be a part of this world and still be creative and still feel that they have something to give and contribute?
1: Right. Yeah, I think the uh yeah, that's great, man. I think that I think like a lot of the negative talk surrounding uh, you know, like what artificial intelligence is going to do and 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 not acknowledging like the resource that it can also be is just kind of perpetuating like um this idea like this idea that people people the people that aren't that are aligned with, with those thought processes are, are not creating to begin with. Mm. Like they're, they're like people that are talking down or like not taking advantage of the resources that are right in front of them, given what we have. Like I, like I talked about, you know, utilizing chat GPT to be like, oh, cool. Like I made this log line. This is actually really good. This is cool. Like I had to come up with the idea, but it kind of enhanced it and made it better. I think people that are going to just like hate on this are, are are people that aren't out there on the picket lines trying to like utilize what's already available to them aren't going to continue to create and they're people that like don't really understand what their what their ability to create even exists as to begin with and I hope that through what you're talking about it's going to expand the opportunity for people to like tap into more of their human quality and to be able to have more time to be creative and to like see themselves through the mirror and to look and be like oh wow Now I actually can spend more time with my family. Now I can actually, like, if I use this correctly, it can benefit me in a lot of ways. I can actually set aside time to not have to just dive more into this, to be more efficient in my own world, and to, like, let that thing do the thing that, like, it can do. I think for a long time, I sat with myself and was like, I need to do more. Like, I remember somebody was like, I was making videos for the podcast that I was making, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, somebody came at me and they were like, hey, just so you know, like there's a thing that generates captions because I was making like Instagram videos for our our podcast and I was doing captions at the bottom and I was going in and like writing every single caption myself and like timing it out and making it. And this person was just like, hey, you know, there's like a thing that just like generates your captions for you and that stuff. And I was like, I don't want to do it because like part of it is like me wanting to do it. Like I want to actually like, put my time and energy into it but it was almost kind of both just like well if I like I wanted to feel proud of the piece of content that I created but I but I but I also was getting stressed out because I didn't like ever have time to do anything else and I (laughs) I was I don't even I don't part of me just like it wanted to feel that need of like of of fully like creating this thing that I was doing but in retrospect it's just like bro, just let it, just let it do that thing. Like if it can, it's not like, it's not taking the job from me. Like it's just getting that thing done so you can put it out and like, you can have now time to go spend time with your girlfriend who's already rolling her eyes at you because you're fucking sitting on your computer, trying to make some stupid fucking piece of content for a fucking (laughs) dumb show that nobody even cares about. Like what are you doing, dude? Like, you know? And so it's really just being thoughtful about like what, what, what do you want to give over and what do you not we still have our like rights as human beings like intact we still have the uh ability to have integrity we still have like freedoms in other areas that we can like utilize and we we don't have to just be subject to like oh ai is here like we're fucked everybody's fucked we're all just <laughs> like you know i have an opinion of it all like I'm just gonna fucking totally ruin everything everybody that's like saying that is not Spending enough time looking at how they can actually benefit from this, not only for themselves, but as a maker, hmm. as a, 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 a person that's a part of this community that can, like, add to it and contribute something, bring something to the table, learn something new. Like, the the ability to learn new things right now is fucking insane. Yeah. I know from my own experience, I didn't know how to make a movie. I still don't know, but I'm learning and like I'm taking the steps, but you know where I'm learning how to do it from the fucking front of a computer screen that I'm like typing questions into and I'm asking it and it's like giving me like, you know, learned information that it has taken in already. It's just recycled information that other people have spent time figuring out. And now I have I could take advantage of that. And if I do it correctly and I don't let it like overtake my whole entire life. That I can actually become pretty efficient at what I'm trying to do and eventually be proficient at it and like know how to do it without having to do any of the shit on the computer. I'm doing it like out in the real world and I'm getting it done because I'm essentially just taking school right now, hmm. you know, by like investing my time and energy into figuring these things out. At some point, you can walk away from it and be like, I have the skill set now to like execute the thing that I wanted to execute without having to utilize anything with my bare hands, whether that's building a house or that's making a movie or that's writing a book or that's becoming a plumber or that's whatever, like I can learn how to do that. And then once I've figured it out, I can walk away. You have to have the integrity though, to like walk away from it and to not get so sucked into this whole entire world of like how it's going to like blow this entire universe up and out of proportion. And you have to like, as a human being, as a, as an individual have the integrity to continue to like move forward with a positive headspace and to continue to like output goodness into the world and continue to bring stuff to your table. Otherwise like, yeah, it is going to take over and we are going to be fucked. And I just don't choose to live my life that way. And I think like that might be very like artistic of me and ignorant of me and kind of just like, Oh yeah, Julian, you're just an actor. So you wouldn't like understand. And maybe that's true. But I'm still going to hope that at the end of my life, I can kind of like take stock of the connections that I made in in, in my life and 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 wasn't so subject to like all of the fear mm-hmm. that I was just constantly surrounded by that ultimately probably killed me right. and will do so to many people in this world. I just implore people to like, you know, really explore their free thinking ability, you know, and to really like take time to not just read a headline and to like think that what they're seeing is like what it is or what it needs to be. Um, If there's something that intrigues you before you start like talking it out into the world and just perpetuating the gossip trend of the whole entire thing, like spend some time really forming like an actual opinion about it and like deciding on it for yourself and deciding how you want to like work within that frame space. And I think if you're able to do that and to, and to be uh moving forward with that sense of of knowledge and that sense of like wholeness for yourself as to what you're doing and why you're doing it without just like well he said that so therefore this is what i'm going to do you know like especially in the world of podcasting right now i listen to so many podcasts and like Sometimes I'm just like, well, that's what I believe because that's what I heard and that's what that person said, and because I have a relationship to that person and they're smart, they must know. Hmm. And then I'm like, no, dude, that's not right. That my thoughts need to be my thoughts. I need to create them. I need to have those things. Um, I need to feel empowered to be able to make those. And so I think like, you know, we need to be talking more about integrity as a human rather than like AI as like a moving thing coming at us. And I don't know. Again, maybe I just sound like a fucking dipshit actor who's like, doesn't know enough about it. And again, maybe I am, but I, I I feel happier being that than, than living my life in fear that like this shit's going to take me out. Right.
0: Well, I think you're, you're speaking from a place of your own experience and that's honoring your experience and where it's at and not assuming the experience of something else. Right. And I think that's where we start to get a little convoluted is like you said, I've heard through this person then heard through that person, but have you, Checked it on yourself. Is that something that you're willing to speak to with confidence? Right. And, you know, a lot of this, you know, as, as, because I'm 43 now, right? I'm 43, and uh, so you know, not getting any younger, keep getting older. And as we're getting older, this, all these technologies are coming out, you know, with AI and all this stuff, these advancements of the world. And what it makes me think of is like in the 80s, uh, you know, the baby boomers, the 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 impot- or the the kind of the Achilles heel uh, that I always saw when I went to like grandparents' house or something like that is the proverbial blinking VCR clock, right? Nobody knows how to set that fucking VCR clock if you're over the age of 50. It just fucking blinks. They don't get it. It just it's 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 twelve o'clock flashing all the time, right? And right. so is you know, and having that wherewithal, and then having that awareness of like, okay, so I remember how disconnected my grandparents felt from technology because they just didn't get it. You know, luckily I'm I'm uh, I was born in 1980, so I was like back end of the analog age, right, the beginning of the digital age. So got a kind of like a good working understanding of both. But as we get older, technology grows so fucking fast, right? So I can take the, I can take the, 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 the blinking VCR clock of chat GBT and be like, fuck it. I don't get it. I'm not going to get it. I'm not even going to worry about it. Right. And, and I'm going to live the, let's say I live another 20 years. So I'm going to live the rest of another 20 years of my life, just ignorant of chat GBT and all that stuff that's coming around. So okay. I'm withdrawing myself now from life. Right. And so if we can right. find those ways to be cognizant of what might be scary to you and, asking the right questions to kind of quell some of those fears that you might have and you finding the way to utilize it. Like by no means did I was, I scared of chat GBT when it first came out, when I first started hearing about it a few years back, but I wasn't like sold, you know, I, I beta tested a couple times, you know, plucked around with it. But literally two weeks ago, I'm sitting here, I just got back from camping with my family. I'm stressed because I, you know, deadlines that I've set on myself. Right, nobody's external deadlines. All, all my own shit, like podcast release. I got to write it up. I got to edit it. I got to do all this shit, and I've got like 12 hours to do it. Right before my own personal deadline release, and so I'm like, there's no fucking way I can do this. Right, there's no way I can all that stuff. And then the thought came in: is like, well, why don't you? edit your episode and then put your notes into ChatGPT and see if they can do a write up and use that as your show notes, right? And so I did. And I popped it in there and it popped out three paragraphs of shit that was like maybe two sentences for each one was good and I compiled it together and was like what I would normally spend an hour on painstakingly going back and rewriting just a fucking paragraph, right? I was able to pump out in 5 minutes and yeah. edit it myself to where it made sense and it sounded like me saying it, but it was I will always do that now, right? That is now a tool in my toolbox that I'm going to fucking utilize so I don't have to beat my head against the wall doing shit that I know I'm not that good at, but I can edit things, right? So like utilizing these things, finding the ways that they work for you, finding the ways that like the thing that you've just shunned could be the aha moment you've been waiting for, right? If you just take the time to figure out how it integrates with you, not how somebody tells you it's going to integrate with you.
1: Totally. And also knowing like, what you what you're trying to represent through what you're trying to have it be given back to you like what what you receive from it should be exactly what is already in your head that's just like you're already thinking like i'm thinking of kids in like grade school right now who are going to like utilize these resources to like write papers or something like that right and i just hope that they're able to you know in order for it to work properly they still have to have the ideas and the thoughts and and like they need to know what they're trying to do maybe they want it to be done more efficiently so but they're but they're still like having to come up with the subject matter of what they're trying to have the result be Mm -hmm. and so of course this is like a nuanced conversation because you like want younger kids to like Spend the time figuring out how to like write, how to be thoughtful, how to do these things. And I think, again, like as long as you have integrity and you want to learn and you want to continue to like use these things for the benefits that they're meant for in where we're at like everything can be taken out of context and be and be used improperly you know you can take a car and you can fucking drive it off a cliff or drive it into somebody if you really want to Mm -hmm. anything can be used to damage something else but i think like now that we're in this very new age working with these new technologies it's really important that people utilize them to the best of their own like intelligent ability you know be be smarter than them. You know, don't don't like to, don't don't take advantage of this stuff for the wrong reason. You know, utilize these things to benefit you and to be efficient, but like be thoughtful about why you're doing it and how you're doing it and for what purpose to like move it farther. Hmm. Um But it does, it works, it, it helps and it can be so it can be such a uh uh a great resource if we just like like I got my I got my quick tagline and you got your you got your you authored your your episode and like Mm -hmm. you can do that with so many different things it's just you know how and why are you doing it and if you can answer those questions and like really know that you're doing those for the right reasons then like then I think let's let it let's like let it keep let's keep exploring this stuff and keep figuring out how we can use it to our best ability and it's going to get crazier Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. I think we're going to go through like a really wild time where we're fucking scared and art is weird and like maybe art is great, but then, and you know, and like the working class people that are trying to like have engineering jobs are going to be out of work and then unions are going to come back and they're going to fight and they're going to strike. And we're going to go through a weird twenties. Yeah. I think this whole decade gonna be like, a real fucking weird decade yeah but i think and who knows man like i'm just speaking out of my own like opinion but i just think like on the opposite end of this is something that is so wonderful and so neat for us as humans i think we're gonna like the pendulum will swing Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go back to the basics and we're gonna like realize how important those basic human like tactics and qualities are and why they were you know presented to us to begin with and maybe we'll be able to like utilize some of these new technologies to to help us foster those things but like ultimately i just think like it's gonna it's gonna be weird before it's like in a really good space and never anybody's opinion of anything is right now unless you're actually at the forefront working on these technologies and trying to like you know enhance them or do things with them or 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 push them into corporate companies and to make more profit from these things unless you're in those positions you really don't know what's going on and so just like relax and be thoughtful and try to just you know use your brain a little bit while you're while you're exploring these things and and just fucking do good work. Try to use them for good and and be and be brave and be smart and be conscious and just like have integrity. Like that's that's all I can try to like do for myself. And I'm really just speaking to myself because I don't wanna I don't wanna be scared. Yeah. You know? And I don't want and I also don't want to be taken advantage of. Hmm. And so there's like a A fine line that I have to walk in order to like accomplish that as a person nowadays. And I think I'm not alone. I think all of us are, not just as an artist, but as a person. Yeah. How do you like, how do you exist in 2023 with like integrity and trying to like be the best person that you can possibly be Mm. given all of the resources that you have? Yeah, I think that's something that you need to spend time thinking about and like journaling about and really considering. Um, otherwise, you're going to get too caught up in in everything else that's kind of thrown your way, and then your identity is going to be a a result of all of that. And, yeah. and what is that? What <laughs> even is that? I that's, don't know. It's you're, the weird. way
0: you're talking is it's it's so great because there it's it's almost like we're we're encouraging a renaissance to happen. Like we're encouraging yeah. this human renaissance to come back again because we have all these tools that can help us, but there's also the beauty in the human creation, and maybe we get to that point where we realize that, like, yes, there's all these tools that can help us create, and that's beautiful. That's a genre. But there's also this renaissance of, like, I created this with just me, right? You know, and there's that human creativity. And so, you know, the idea that, you know, humans like to play with toys, new toys, new technology until they break. We'll play with them wrong, and then we'll break them, and then we figure out how to use them, right? Like cell phones is mm-hmm. a great idea of that. You know, you take the idea of uh, fast food chains is another good idea of that. Like, we found ways to get – get food in random parts of the world in a very efficient way. We've just delivered shitty food, right? But the delivery system works, right? It's just the food that's being delivered sucks, right? So if we can take that model, put better food out there into these still random places in the world, some cities, some little individual places, we got it, right? We just got to change the way that the product is being delivered, right? But you know, it, it, with that idea, it's it's like, we, we're going to fuck it up. Right, the more aware we are of how we're fucking it up as we're fucking it up, we'll hopefully not prolong the process of fucking it up. But the sure. awareness that we have and that 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 wherewithal to be able to utilize the technology to see what's actually going to make sense and not make sense, and then that ability to pivot, I think is very it's going to be very important as we start to go through, like you said, the twenties, and then and like you know dictate this this coming renaissance is going to happen. You know,
1: I'm 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 uh i'm really uh excited about the future Hmm. i I have to be because because it's so easy to not be yeah and i don't think it it, it's it it services me in any way to just be afraid or to be you know such a naysayer of like oh my god like the world is coming to an end like yeah i think there's all these technologies man can like can be so fucking helpful to right. the climate crisis, to the fucking, you know, the the food shortages in different countries and to, and to you know, bring water to place. It's like, the, we we've proven it. We can do, we can change the world for the better if we allow ourselves. We just need to, like, reverse our approach in a lot of ways. And I don't claim to be the person that's going to know how to do that, but I just fucking really hope that, like, the the people that are in power can like be influenced by artists and you know other human beings that are really trying to take a stance and to do something uh for 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 a good reason and i hope the art that comes out you know moving forward sparks minds of the young people who you know do have that power and that wherewithal to like move into those positions and to make those changes and to and to really see the kind of change that like we're asking for and we need yeah. um because it's i don't think i don't think the approach at least our country's taking is super sustainable at this point and so i just i just want you know i want through my own like i'm not i'm not trying to make this like about the, the world and what the world i'm we're you know we're talking as like i'm an actor and we're on strike right now but still it's it's uh it 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 it's consistent with everything else, you know, like we're, we're in this position because we're in this position. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's relatable to so many other things. Um, And I just want, I just want to fucking come together, man. And, and like make things uh, slow down and stop and like, and, and like to put a mirror up to themselves again for a second and, and to, and to do some, do some real, like, shifting of priorities um and i'm doing that currently with myself yeah you know as i learn new things and trying to like understand like what do i really stand for like what am i really trying to do here yeah why um and i think those are really important questions for every person to ask themselves
0: yeah Uh, well especially i mean with with this being one of the first big major industries to go through this don't think that you know your industry might not be next whoever's listening right you know it's it's this is going to sure. start to just expand out as you know, these technologies start to become more proficient at whatever jobs that they're going to do. So, you know, paying attention and just understanding, like, what the talking points are from the different industries, even if it doesn't directly relate to what you're doing, there's going to be crossover with this stuff, right? So I think, you know, what, you know, so not being an actor or writer myself, but, you know, what is what are some of the things that um, that the world or just people can do to help uh, you know, this, uh, this strike that's going on, whether it's, you know, maybe not going out and, and, and holding a picket sign, but, you know, are there ways that like the normal human being, that's not an actor, writer, or producer that can help, you know, either, uh, watch specific content, not watch other content, you know, supporting certain studios. I mean, is there something that, you know, that we can do to, to help support what you guys are working towards?
1: Yeah, I think like you know there was talks of like boycotting the streaming services, and then it was just like, well, that's not really what we're trying to do. You know, we want people to see stuff. We want people to see the work that we've done. We want people to like enjoy themselves, and we don't want to just like create this, uh, uh, you know, very uh, aggravated sense of like everybody's now pissed at the actors and the writers because everything's cut off now and nobody can. It's like we're not trying to do that. I think more than anything, we want people to be educated on what is really going on if you if you see something about this i think you know the the news media is in bed with a lot of these big giant streaming platforms and so a lot of times they can their narratives can can expose some like you know false news about you know actors being writers being entitled you know like wealthy people or what whatever narrative is is not always accurate and it's not coming from the horse's mouth and i think to just understand really why we are doing what we're doing and to understand what the unions represent as themselves um it it, it clears up the narrative to be talking about this things so i think a lot of people are you know i i i ask people that aren't part of this industry do you are you familiar with the strikes that are going on and it seems like it's a, a pretty widespread like news thing that's yeah. going on right now it's awkward, you know like yeah i do like what's that all about nobody really does know about it and so their impression is that george clooney's on strike and fucking <laughs> what the hell is he on strike for man like why is why is uh F- F- fran drescher up there talking right now who the fuck is fran drescher you know like that girl is such a badass dude she's such a gangster and she's <laughs> our union president, and she's crushing it and she's like you know like passionately speaking on behalf of all of us right now and fighting um in such a cool way as like she's really a pioneer of of like the entertainment's world coming together to like at she's at the forefront of this like of this fight wow. to to do something different and to change like the 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 way that we like see and support art and it's it 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 means a lot and i think years from now we'll look back and recognize that like as silly as it can be it's like oh yeah fucking like the nannies out there just like screaming at people again i think she's she's gonna like really go down as like a gigantic pioneer of, of some change in this industry um and I just I, – I don't think there there's – look, there's, like, a bunch of funds people can, like, donate money to and this, that, and the other. But, like, I'm not – I don't even think that's necessary. that's I think a lot of the big actors are putting money towards that stuff so that the small actors can, you know, pay their bills right now and this, that, and the other while they're not working. Mm-hmm. But I think more than anything, it's just um, learning what's going on, you know, reading the actual articles, watching some of, like, the – go to get, like de- – Uh, start following SAG AFTRA, uh, you know, on your social media, start following the WGA East and West and watching like what's going on. Listen to like the people that are actually out there on the lines and what they're talking about and what they're fighting for. And just really get caught up on like why it's happening. And, and if you know a writer, if you know an actor, check in on them, you know, see how they're doing, you know, feel, this is a weird, weird time. And, uh, I think, I think the support that you give just vocally in like, Hey man, like I think people, you know, it's, it's always like, Oh man, it's so interesting. You're an actor. Like, it's so cool. It's like people, people regard that occupation in such in, in this high regard because what they know and recognize is what they know and recognize. Right. But then you say, Hey, like, you know, like, oh, what did you do? Like, oh, I, I'm in a movie. They're like, oh, cool. Like, do you have speaking lines? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like they, they always like think that like, oh, you're in something. Well, if you're not this thing, if you're not the main guy that's working opposite George Clooney, then well, then what what really are you, you know? Right. And it can be so easily reduced. And I think that as an actor, man, like there is so much to be proud of in our, in our and like the work ethic that it takes to just get a job in general, it's so fucking hard, man, mm-hmm. just to get like a one line part in a TV show. Like it, it, if, if, if the normal everyday working class person knew what it took to just like be getting, again, like your health insurance paid for by the union that you're a part of, if they knew how hard that actually was, They might have a little bit more compassion towards the occupation in and of itself and towards like how they watch stuff and like how they regard it and to like not be so critical of stuff and to really like, you know, like pay homage to these people who are like making art for you. It's not for them. It's not for their pocketbook. No artist becomes an artist because they're trying to get rich. They're trying to be an artist so that they can connect with people and make them feel something and so that they can feel something. So just, just read up, learn about it, follow, follow certain place, certain people, uh, you know, this, the, the SAG-AFTRA is, is a really good place to start and, and just like know what you're kind of talking about, know what they're talking about. Um, I think more compassion will come from that kind of place. And if you hear people talking shit, correct them. Yeah. You know, I think people that are talking shit are, are misinformed and don't really know what, what's going on yeah and uh you know go and and check in on your on your fellow actors and writers because they're a lot of them are you know like really trying to figure out what they're supposed to do right now i'm in a good fortunate position you know but a lot of them are a lot of them are like we're just getting there you know You're just right? reaching yeah. that point. and like this is happening and so and like look if you don't have momentum you don't have anything like they have to ride that momentum mm-hmm and it's just like, look at us, dude, we got it.
0: Boom. Yeah. It's over. Fuck, man.
1: And it's just like, damn, dude, like that's so frustrating because it's already frustrating. Mm-hmm. It's already so fucking difficult. And I'm not trying to like sound like, like look, I know there's like much harder jobs and, and people out there that are doing like much more taxing, difficult labor intensive jobs, but. You know mentally and spiritually and like putting your time and energy blood sweat and tears into this into this job so that you can really cater to other people's joy hmm. um is something that matters yeah and um it's not just like you know popcorn pop music it's it's like it's art and it, and it matters and i think there's a lot of uh there's a lot of really good people that are trying to come up in this in this business and if we could figure out ways to uh get what we're asking for it'll make it a lot more accessible for those young talented people who wouldn't have a way in otherwise to get there Yeah. so yeah just learn, just learn more shit man yes
0: <laughs> always learn more it shit it, and i'll put a, it, i'll put a it, bunch it, of links in the uh the show notes for uh you know the the uh, social media tags that, that jules talked about and uh, some of the the websites you can visit to, to learn more about it but yeah, keep educating yourself cool. because, you know, like we talked about just a moment ago, this it, it, this is this industry right now, but don't think your industry is not next, you know, and not to, to scare anybody, and, you know, that's just to be informed.
1: Right, but with that, but with that being said, you know, like uh, pay attention to kind of some of the things that are working and what aren't working because it, 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 more than likely, these are going to be like conversations that you're going to be having to have eventually, you know, if that's the actual case. Yeah. So, you know, take Take note of um, of a lot of like the 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 things that that we're doing currently that are that are seemingly working well, and just kind of see what's happening. Like, just be in the know. Just un- just figure, just learn about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's fascinating stuff. You know, it, yeah. it really is. I think there's a lot of like really interesting people out here that are like doing some cool work that I think um, I think a lot of people would actually. Be be glad to know that they they researched about figured out.
0: Yeah, well, brother, I yeah. thank you so much for uh, for taking your time and and sharing uh, your 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 point of view with this and how this is impacting you and uh, and and the Screen Actors Guild and the the Writers Guild and uh, you know we hope that. You know this is gonna come to a uh, a beneficial agreement uh, for the the writers and the actors. You know that you guys can you know fight for the rights that you have, continue to fight, and make sure that that you're protected, right? You guys are taken care of because this is this is I think just the start of all of these conversations with a lot of these industries. So you know be informed. You know check out the links we'll put in the show notes. Uh, Reach out to us if you have questions that we can help you with. But Uh, Jules, you're the shit, man. Thank you so much for being here, brother. love you, man. Thank you so much for spending time with Julian and I, uh, please check out the show notes for ways you can support Julian's projects that he's working on or support the writers and actors strike. Also just ways to be informed what's going on. and love. We'll see you next time.